Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Stacey. And this is the Body Smart Podcast. And today we have our resident hype man. Let's Eric. go. Let's Coach go. Eric is here, um, which is epic. He's over from Florida for a team get together. So we thought we couldn't pass up the opportunity to have a good chat and get all of Eric's magic out on those audio waves. So today we are going to be talking about Eric's personal journey, where he has been through the yo-yo himself, um, finding his own sense of self-worth, self-belief, um, and getting into a flow state. Yeah. So Eric, walk us through that yo-yo pendulum that you sure. described to me so beautifully yesterday. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me on. First time, long time. Uh, this is exciting. So um, yeah. So I, sports guy growing up, um, mm -hmm. age four through now uh just always played sports um you know really really enjoyed it and so you know in sports when you're a kid right a lot of direction right like do this run here you know cardio with every you know uh, thing that you do and then going to college uh, didn't have sports <laughs> oh yeah uh try worked out mm -hmm. very infrequently right didn't really know what i was doing not in any sports teams no not any sports no. teams i i did club wrestling for one semester and then it was I've heard wrestling in America is intense. It's very intense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. um, it's like a religion for a lot of individuals. Yeah. And it's it's oh, a wow. lot of fun. I wrestled in high school. And so mm -hmm. I really wanted to wrestle in college, but didn't work out. Um, and so I worked out a little bit because I knew it was like important. Then I got into theater and I ended up having. That uh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so uh, by sort of getting into theater and getting kind of wrapped up in that. I ended up getting a, a minor in theater. I got a minor in um, history and then also a major in philosophy. So I also had a lot of schooling that I was doing. And so got caught up in that. Didn't gain the freshman 15. I gained the freshman 25. And I have no idea what that means. Yeah. So in the United States, there's this idea that when you're not really playing sports, you're not really busy. You're also over 18 now. Mom isn't doing a lot of the cooking. You're having mm -hmm. to take care of yourself. Um, in the United States, we have this idea of the freshman 15. You gain 15 pounds in your freshman year of college. Ah, right. Right, from your high school weight. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people then sort of slide into this sort of like, and then I kept it on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yours was, a, you know, a bonus on top of 25. Yeah, for uh, sure. It was 25. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and then after I graduated from college, it was even more than that, right? I was up to 240 pounds in, in high oh, school. Shit. I was right around 200. And I sit right around 200 now. That's like mm. a comfortable weight for my body, right? Were you um, as muscular then, though? I don't think so. No, because I wasn't really... I strength trained um, in high school. There was a weightlifting team. Mm -hmm. So we had a weightlifting team and I was on that. But not really. I loved to just like get into a ball game and just play, whether it was you know, soccer, football, excuse me. Football, American football. Uh, we, uh, you know, I love to just move. Right? Yeah. And so um, got into that. And then the pendulum swung the other way. Right as a, after I got out of college, there wasn't as much structure in my life. I got into work and then I didn't take care of myself at all. And I immediately went from 240 down to like 180. <laughs> And it was just not even wow. trying, not dieting, not, you know, not paying attention to what I'm doing, not moving my body, not getting very good sleep. And it was just like 60 pounds in like a calendar year. It's like stress. Yeah. And is that what you feel like it was? It was stress and no appetite or like, how could you, how would you piece it together? Right around 23 after, after college, I remember having a really awesome talk with my mom and saying, 
thank you so much for everything you did for me growing up. Cause I have no idea how to feed myself, clothe myself, you know, use the bathroom on time. Like what are bills? <laughs> right. There was just so much yeah. that my mom did for me that I mean, once I was like fully and utterly on my own and college didn't have it. Cause I lived on campus at my college all mm-hmm. four years. So it wasn't like I had my own apartment. So like out of college, that was the first time I was like doing all the things for myself and I didn't do a very good job of it. So yeah, it was definitely <laughs> stress. It was definitely like, you know, where do I put my hands? And that, experience just sort of dropped me into like 180, which, you know, a lot of people will be like, yeah, but I bet you those after pictures were great, but I I didn't feel good. Right. Like, and I didn't feel good in either aspect Mm -hmm. and I didn't really know it. So shortly after that, uh, I got into bodybuilding. I saw a documentary about a bodybuilder and I was like, this looks like something I could do. I, it was a sport that then I could coach myself. I could get into it. I was, I just kind of fell in love with it. And then the pendulum swing, you know, so far in the other direction, right? Bodybuilding for all that it is, it looks like the healthiest sport, right? Everybody's shredded. Everybody's, Mm -hmm. you know, got those awesome pictures, right? They're always posting pictures of their meal prep. And it seems like quote unquote, the pinnacle of health, right? But the minute you get on stage, you feel awful. You haven't drank water in like yeah. 36 hours, right? You're, you're boiling chicken so that there's no sodium in it. You're, you're eating under your BMR, right? On purpose for multiple days, right? You are, you're doing like three hours of cardio a day for two weeks. It's just, it's just not fun, right? Mm-hmm. Like getting to that place and then being, so that was 166 pounds on stage, right? Wow. That is not a lot for you to be. No, not, yeah. not for me anyhow. Um, and so it just felt strange. Now looking at the pictures, <laughs> oh I that's that's like the trap though isn't it like it you is. you almost you like i've had that in the past where i've got super lean and then it's like i kind of see that as like the pinnacle like i yeah. always should be that lean and you right. almost can like give yourself a bit of body dysmorphia of and you forget probably like how shit it felt yeah you just oh, yeah. look you just look at a picture and go oh really great right. then and then you just forget like oh but i also was sleeping awful felt awful training <laughs> was awful oh yeah. yeah i was sleeping four hours and that was working really hard to sleep four hours mm-hmm. because just my body was just so hungry all the time that I was being woken up in the middle of sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of forget because then the, absolutely body dysmorphia. I mean, I, I remember I gained like 20 pounds in like two weeks. Yeah, from just Wow, like just drinking from coming water. off a show. Yeah, uh, drinking water, eating sodium. And of course, right after the show, you haven't had anything. So I was having dreams of like cookies and I was having dreams of cake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wasn't having bizarre dreams. I was just having dreams of like, going to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and purposefully jumping into the chocolate <laughs> river, right? Like I just, just drinking, just drinking all that chocolate. Right. And so of course, you know, you, you, you have way too much food afterwards. I remember going to a yeah. sushi restaurant and just like this whole table was just full of sushi and I ate it all. Felt like dog crap again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It just felt awful. And so I gained that 20 pounds and then there's this like shame of mm-hmm. like, thank you, social media. I just posted these pictures of, you know, having so many cuts, I need a box of plasters. You know what I mean? Like I need somebody to, uh, <clears throat> you know, beaches this way. Right. And then, I, you know, even though I was much healthier, right. At like 185, felt amazing getting eight hours of sleep, drinking water, right. Training, having like new PRs, right. After getting all those carbs in mentally it was like, I felt, I, I, I no longer took my shirt off in public. Like we'd go to the beach and still wear a tank. Like I felt gross and disgusting and, yeah. and embarrassed, right? Because on social media at my job, because I've been, you know, that was during uh, when I became a personal trainer, you feel like you're not good enough, right? Because as a, as a coach, as a, as a trainer, your, your, your business card is your body, right? And so I'm professing that I have this elite physique, right? And then 
20 pounds later, I still look like an athlete, right? Looking back now, I can say, you know, I look like an athlete then, but in my head, it's like, I'm yeah, just a Pillsbury that. Doughboy. Somebody come poke my belly button. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Woo-hoo, you know? And it it was awful. Yeah. And it it's took a long time. The mental side is just so brutal of that yo-yo, isn't it? It's it is. a shame, like you said, when you go go crazy because your body is telling you, I need that food. So you listen to your body and then you're like, why did I listen to my body? And then you start mm-hmm. doubting yourself and you just get in this horrible cycle. That so, just keeps going and oh, going and going. brutal. And then there's the... You know, then there's also the the posting of the pictures of when I was 240 just after college and then, you know, somewhere before my show and then a picture of the show and be like, look at this awesome transformation. And you're super proud of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then, you know, you're walking around and people are like, oh, yeah, you know, you're the guy with the abs. And it's like sometimes, you know, like <laughs> and it just feels weird. It feels uncomfortable. And so it took a long time to sort of be OK with just being healthy. So what was like the trigger or like the pivotal moment where you went enough's enough like got to stop this yo-yo yeah I think it was just I can't live a lie anymore right I can't continue to profess health and wellness to my clients right it was it was almost like you know the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing right it was like I was feeling crap about myself and telling all my clients you know you should feel good about yourself because you are doing all of the things right you know uh something that I love to say as a coach is the process is the product, right? When you can fit all of your healthy habits into your lifestyle, when they fit into your lifestyle, and then you do that for the next 50 years, like that is, that's what you've wanted to achieve all this time, right? As a side effect, body composition will get better. You will lose body weight, right? You will, you know, sleep well, show up for your family well. And I was saying this to all of my clients for years and then not giving myself that grace, not telling myself those things, right? Just perpetually saying, Always trying, right? And there was there was definitely this level of like shyness around dieting, right? When during that time, you know, post show, um, and for like probably two years afterwards, I, I did my last bodybuilding show in 2018, and then it was right around like end of 2019. I was like bored of not doing something super, maybe like where you where you put all of yourself into something, and so mm-hmm. I uh, just got into endurance sports, and I did a couple triathlons, and. Um, I thought about being lighter because when you're on the bike or you have to run, you want to be a little lighter, and the the mental anguish of putting myself in a deficit i was i was cheating on my deficit constantly because i i the idea of being in a deficit again i don't know if it was subconscious or if it was conscious but my my mind was just like the pain of dying for a show well i just thought yeah, yeah. i was like being transformed back to the bodybuilding and I, I totally like, get that like yeah. now mm. if i try and try and lose weight i can't right. <laughs> like i gain weight if right. i try and lose weight because yeah. i think i'm just scarred from, from that cycle yeah it's crazy <laughs> yeah. if i don't try i'm healthy i stay the same weight yep. i lose weight yeah. if i try doesn't work it shows you how powerful <laughs> your mind is really and, is. and really yeah. like you know you the second you can say like i'm on a diet so i'm trying to lose weight like instantly you just like well everything seems more appealing and i'm more restrictive now and i <laughs> yeah. and i'm really hungry and it's like are you or are you just telling yourself that because you're saying like oh, i'm dieting yes. i'm losing weight Yes, absolutely. And so I just, I can't go into a deficit anymore, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for, for an extended period of time because mentally I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm going to go back to that bodybuilding place. And I don't want to go back to that bodybuilding place because that was not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't healthy for people around me. Uh, it just wasn't healthy in general. So yeah, that, that's when, it, so after too long, I just sort of got tired of being tired of that and just allowed myself to say, hey, you know what? You have fun and life should be about fun. Life should be about health. It should be about wellness. And I just gave myself that love and that grace to just be myself and yeah just like you just said Stacey like 
the minute that I stopped trying to be in a deficit is the minute that I was just like, the gym's a lot of fun and yeah. I really like to move my body and what my body can do for me, yeah. not how it looks is way mm. more important. And I actually happen to love eating like this. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and my body turn, turns out to be exactly as I want. Yeah. So you, I, I think what I've, I've got from that, and I, I get it when I speak to a lot of people because you hear this saying get thrown around like balance is key and balance yeah. is key. And you sound like a lot more balanced now if you approach it, you're taking, Definitely. but it's taken sides of extremes yeah. to get there to understand what balance needs to look like for Eric. Totally. Like what were some of the like key lessons that you took out of some of the extremes to now live a more balanced lifestyle that feels like exercise is more fun and enjoyable. It feels like I can just eat at maintenance and have a bit more fun with my calories because mm -hmm. it's taken to an extent that those experiences and those extremes to understand what balance looks like. And I think that's sometimes what people can struggle with. It's like, oh, I should really be balanced, but they have no idea what balance looks like sure. for them. Yeah, definitely. And I think for me, for so long, the pendulum swung in both directions due to fear, right? Mm -hmm. Just fear of missing out in a lot of ways, right? Not just of food, but like experiences. And I think I just have to continue to remind myself that balance is allowing things to simply happen, that I don't need to be in absolute control every single moment because with every peak a valley's coming and for every valley another peak is coming and just knowing that life is just perpetually going to ebb and flow and that you just have to be there and be aware and just say you know oh you know what i'm gonna you know i'm gonna go out to eat a couple times this week because i'm in england with my friends and my <laughs> colleagues and i get the opportunity to go out and experience all of these things and then you know uh, just make sure i mix in a fruit mix in a vegetable and you know i'm gonna feel really great i'm gonna drink water i'm gonna get sleep you know it's it's doing what you can as often as you can. And I think that's what allows me to have that balance is to not be too hyper-focused on any one thing, which is what bodybuilding is, or at least it was for me. And it was what what college was for me, was being hyper-focused. The minute I got too hyper-focused on one thing was the minute things did not go well. Do you believe um, that people do need to go through that season of hyper-focus and mm. maybe being unbalanced? So like, let's say you're wanting to learn the skills around nutrition sure. and training and you know, develop those skills in a, in a shorter space of time. Like you have to go through a season of being unbalanced and a little bit more focused mm -hmm. to then on, to get to the other side. I'm like, oh, I've developed some of these skills. I understand how this works now. And now I can start to have what a more balanced lifestyle will look like for me. It's a really great question. I think for a lot of individuals when they're first starting, if this is their first time, you know, really starting to find what works for them, being able to put all of your ducks in a row for an amount of time, you start to put your finger on the button. And once you know, you've know you had your finger on the button for an extended amount of time, then you can know, okay, now I can take it off just a little bit. Not off completely, right? You always wanna have your finger on the button in some way, but you know, you have to know what having your finger on the button looks like first, mm -hmm. and then you can slowly take it off. Right? Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Really good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And you said a few times, you know, where you would find grace and make peace with the fact that you weren't always gonna look shredded, but that's so much easier said than done. Like, <laughs> Please tell me your secret. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I'm putting on a great face right now, but uh, there is a big part of me that still would love to be shredded again, right? Like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I completely get that. You, you know, just do, yeah. It's, 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 I think that can take on many different forms, right? Like, I think it's shredded or, you know, like picture perfect or, you know, like having a good hair day only happens, what, like five times a year, right? But we all work on our hair a lot, right? You know, it's, it's, it's something that you just, in the same way that, you know, across a fitness journey, it's not just, you know, what did you just eat at that last meal? What have you been eating over these last five, six months, right? How often are you, you know, getting all of these things in? It's, you know, not every day can be the best day at Disney World of all time, right? Like life is a, life is 
um, you know, if we think about what life is in general, it's a collection of memories, pictures, experiences, right? And so, you know, when you look at your life, you don't look at it as where am I at exactly right now? And that is going to tell me exactly who I am. No, who you are is also who you were at 36 and 26 and 16 and six years old, right? All of those people are inside of you right now. And so, you know, when you can love yourself for where you've been and who you are right now, it's much easier to love where you're going, right? So giving yourself that love, that grace, and that kindness to have been all of those um, younger people and, you know, embrace the, the, the times where you messed up, <laughs> times where you screwed up, times where maybe you didn't like yourself, right? Uh, but I think getting in that trap of waking up, you know, I'm 33 now, and so waking up at 33 and saying, man, I really wish I was 19 again, because when I was 19, boy, but fast forwarding and thinking about, I need to do as much as I can today, not in regret of not being 19, but in excitement to have the opportunity to be 89, right? That the 89 year old version of myself is going to look back at what I did at 33 and be super grateful that I took care of myself, that I was doing things that made me proud to be every stage of life. I think that's something that a lot of our clients can resonate with because often on that first call, the conversation goes, oh, when I was in high school, I, I was this, or before I had my kids, I mm. was this size, mm -hmm. before I changed jobs, I looked like this in my clothes. Sure. And it's that tendency to look back that keeps us trapped and keeps us miserable. Sure. Um, and I know you said to me yesterday, like, when you can really get that we don't see the world as it is, we see the world as we are right now, mm -hmm. that is when something clicks. What did, what did you mean by that? Because I thought that was really profound. Absolutely, yeah. We don't see the world as it is, we see it as we are. And so I think we see the world as a reflection, right? And so if you're in a place where you dislike every aspect of yourself right now, probably gonna dislike a lot of things that you're doing, a lot of people that you're around, you're going to be in sort of that place. And so when you can look at yourself and be grateful, you know, because to your point of when I was, right? If you stay in that place of when I was, you're not in the present and you aren't looking towards the future. You are only perpetually looking in the past. And, and that's a recipe for depression. D disaster. Yeah, 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 on every level. Absolutely. Yeah. You are perpetually looking at where you were and you're, to me, getting old is a privilege. I'm grateful that I get to age, right? For I feel all like you have to almost get to 30 or like you have to get to one of those points in life where people say, oh, you're getting old for you to be like, yeah, I'm not actually, this is all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And actually it's quite cool because you also lose people along the way once you, once you get to a certain age, right? Yeah. So I've lost a good couple of close friends by now. And I'm like, I actually believe that. I think if you say that to a 19 year old, yeah, like, unless sure. you've had like a near-death experience or had something really close happen to you, then it's so hard. Yeah. it is. But yeah. yeah, it's it's a weirdly profound thing. I actually think about death all the time. Yeah, yeah, like a woman, almost probably on a daily basis. It sounds really morbid, that, but I actually it actually makes me like actually super grateful. Mm. No, it really does. Like I'm just like, I got it's another fucking day to be alive. You know what I mean? Like literally, like that mindset you around it all the way. Yeah, out. and it's like if I wake up and like. My mom and family and friends are all healthy. I'm like, this is a fucking good day, like regardless. Heck you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, and it's just sometimes the trivial things that we can all get stressed out. I'm like, 
it ain't that bad. You know what I mean? I haven't had that phone call today. You know what I mean? Because unfortunately, those days are coming for us all. And like today ain't one of those days. So I'm fucking taking it. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It ain't that serious, right? You're six feet above ground. You're doing great. Mm -hmm. And so that's a a really, it's something that I try and keep in mind at all times. and something I try and tell as many human beings as will listen. (laughs) (laughs) And when it comes down to that, looking back of what people want, it's not that size body it's that feeling right and you said um yesterday that when somebody clicks and and gets that feeling that's just magic it really is that's that's one of the greatest feelings of coaching in my and so far in the the nine years that i've been coaching now is when that finally clicks for them in that moment where they're able to sit back and be like you might have been right (laughs) (laughs) it's a really beautiful moment because it's not, you know, I need to be this dress size. I need to weigh this by this time, right? I think very often we get stuck in that 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 hamster wheel of, you know, I need to be this by this mm-hmm. wedding that I'm going to or this, you know, whatever it is. And in that moment where they get to say, no, I am just happy that I get to look in the mirror and see a beautiful, strong, powerful human being. And they understand that they're capable. Once you figure out that you're capable everything else flows from there. When you decide what it is that you want, all of your decisions just start to flow towards that thing. And I think in so many ways we get so we get so focused on we want to be who we were instead of who we are now. And when individuals start to realize that they can hold hands with the person that they're trying to become, man. <laughs> I don't think there's anything better. What am? Um, what do you feel like you, the word you used there was capable? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you feel like is like the number one trait or skill that people have have got to develop to be to feel like that, to think like that? Oh, so imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. big, huge. All of us, everybody, all the time is, you know, everybody's worthy because you woke up today. You're worthy. You don't have to earn your worthiness with anybody or with yourself, right? You have been capable this entire time. I think in so many ways, especially when it comes to health and wellness and fitness, I think the the fitness zeitgeist says you don't get to be healthy unless you are eating nothing but, you know, avocado smoothies and, you know, working out eight hours a day and, you know, sleeping 13 hours a day and, you know, curing cancer before March and, you know, all of these different things. It, it seems like such a high pinnacle. And the thing is, is that, you know, what makes you feel good. You know what your body needs. It's inside. But I think in so many ways, we, we, we try and find that validation externally. And so I think that's what I mean by capable is when you realize that you, you know exactly what your body needs, right? We all kind of know deep down we need to eat fruits and vegetables. We have to drink water. We have to go to sleep, right? We have to move our body. Um, I think everybody knows that. But it's just not that easy. You got to tune out all the noise, all the crap that society is telling you, of and course. all the demands from everyone and everything else. So you can even hear that voice, that right. voice that knows. Right. I think so many of us want to. It's people please the right word. I think so many of us want to help others, and we want to give others everything. Right. Moms want to be the best mom in the whole wide world. You know, we want to do really well in our careers. We want to have these accolades and things like that. And we never then turn that outstretched hand inward towards yeah. ourselves. I feel like it's, it can it can sometimes, more so with women, mainly because we coach women, it can be a form of 
uh, people pleasing like you put everyone else before yourself of course you put everyone's needs before your own and then but then sometimes you can definitely and i've got it with clients and they eventually get to that point where they can admit that that was the case it can also become a form of procrastination <laughs> well i've got to put the kids first yes because i don't really want to go and do you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like the kids, you know, and it's just like you've got to again. It's you're so that. right. Like, yeah. you've got to cut that BS because that is so common. Yeah. And when you break it down, um, one of the really great things that we use with clients is it a reason or is it an excuse? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And those can so be excuses. I, it's, and it's hard, by the way. Like, if someone calls you out on that, it's like, yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's fear too. And yeah. I think in so many, a lot of individuals will look at their whole journey and be like. Yeah. I have 40 pounds to lose. Um, like how in the world can, you know, I, I, I get it all there. You're capable mm-hmm. of losing all of that. You can absolutely do it and give yourself that grace. Give yourself that love that you can do that in the same way you give it to everybody else in your life. That is such a bombshell to end on. Eric, I wish we had like another hour. <laughs> Damn it, you're going to yeah, have to yeah. come back to the UK. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for making time in your busy schedule. Thank y'all. Appreciate Thanks, it. Love you. Love you. If you've been listening to the Body Smart Podcast, you will know we work with women on a one-to-one basis. Now, our goal is for you to become a Body Smart graduate, and that means we help you hit your weight loss goal, but most importantly, we help you develop the skills, habits, and traits to make a sustainable change so you never gain that weight back. If you're interested and you're ready, willing, and able, we can guarantee that we will get you results. You can find out more at the link in the description.